Well, let's go ahead and introduce guys on Below the Belt Show joining us via audio. Actress extraordinaire, Tamala, the Amico, which we you can see in one little finger, um, which is available on Amazon. You can rent on Amazon, and it's also available on Apple as well. Um, Tamala, thanks so much for being a part of BTV, joining us via audio. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed the film. What an uplifting film. Very inspirational, which a lot of people need inspiration right now. And uh, this movie um, kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit because you you feel for um, these Indian um, actors with actual disabilities. Um, And... um, what were your overall thoughts on the film? Uh, basically, I, uh, you know, spent, I've been working on this movie for about five years, but spent my time in India back and forth, filming back and forth. Wow, five from, years. Holy yeah, goodness. and the, two years filming, but five years on it. And uh, the script came to me and I was like, this is such a beautiful project that I can't not do it. It's a very like eat, pray, love experience, even as an actor going to India and um, I guess the, what's, you know, the most impactful thing that I want people to take away from the movie is that, you know, some people are born with disabilities, but anyone in your life can become disabled, like at any moment, even you, any one right. of you. And yeah. it's just something that generally does not get discussed until it happens. And this is an international film that's become now a movement to break the barriers of stigma and the word disability. So I just hope that viewers have a change in perspective after seeing like all the amazing talents in the film and that there is ability and disability. And I just learned so much making this film about playing to your strengths as a person, no matter what your challenges are in your life that you face. And also, I guess that people take, uh, pe- there's something called people first language now. And uh, it, basically, the premise of that is you take into consideration the person. So before you say, oh, you know, that person has cerebral palsy and then you go on to tell about them, you say who they are as a person. This is my sister. She's a nurse. Oh, she also has cerebral palsy. So you say what a person, uh, it's basically what, describing what a person has rather than asserting what a person is. Right. So their disability doesn't define them then, right? Right, exactly. Very good. Awesome. Wow. And I am really impressed by some of the acting abilities because these uh actors with disabilities actually acted they actually yeah. took the um, the script and they actually put out a a a, a credible performance so i i gotta give big big props to, to the actors in this film including yourself but more you know more more so seeing these actors with disabilities especially the actor that played den did a fantastic job yeah, and he would yeah. love to hear you say that. Um, he is essentially playing part of his own real life story. Uh, uniquely enough, he was he was his father was a doctor. This is real life. His in real life, his name is also Den. His father was a doctor, and all of a sudden, when he was you know like a toddler, he stopped walking properly, and they just automatically assumed in India, even though his dad was a a doctor, that he had MS or cerebral palsy or something. And it wasn't until he was 25 years old that his cousin in America, who had something wrong, she was a toddler, and they went to uh, UCLA and the doctor was like, oh, she just has a dopamine deficiency. 
And once they gave her the correct level of dopamine, she was able to walk again. And then they wow. called him in India and they're like, hey, we think you have what she had. And he literally started talking at age 25 after his dopamine deficiency was corrected. And he became Kolkata's like biggest DJ. And every, wow. yeah, every, yeah, everyone in this film has a story like that. Abby Naya, who is the hearing impaired actress, she is literally an actress and she's like the Marley Matlin of India. She has like a hundred wow. films under her belt. Really? Incredible. Wow. But the other, there's about 80 people with disabilities in the film and the kids especially trained for six months prior to me arriving to do the film. So when I got there, they were so believable in their acting, like playing their characters that one of them has a fight and I thought it was like a real thing. And, and I was like, oh my God, after the director said cut. And he's, they're like, no, no auntie, we're just play acting. And I was like, <laughs> oh, excuse me, you know, like, wow. So was this, wow. The, was this the first time that most of them have acted in this film? It was the first time most of them have acted. It was the first time they had seen a white person as <laughs> tall as me. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was unique all the way around. I mean, just as an actor going there, I was like the Angelina Jolie of India. Like they, wow. they had never seen. I had so many people around me taking care of me. I thought like, how could I ever go back to America? Of course. I mean, everyone, <laughs> they wanted to, they wanted to touch, a lot of people wanted to touch my skin because they had never wow. seen somebody so fair. Wow. So just a oh. real like cultural experience in so many different ways. And India is made <sighs> of magic. I just think like India needs a better PR person because we really know nothing about them until we go there. Wow. Was that your Overall, first time going to India for this project? No. I'm sorry? Was that your first time going to India for this project? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you had no idea what to expect. Wow. Overall, what did I'd, you think of shooting in India? Uh, it's a different experience all the way around. I asked like 20 producers before I went there, just like vetting people, like, what do I, you know, what do I need to know? And of course, everyone says like, don't drink the water, but that was not, I needed practical information. Like this is how you turn on hot water here. So for two weeks I was taking very cold showers and they have no frame of reference of how things work in America. They've some, most of those people in the rural areas had never been outside <laughs> of their town. So right. for two weeks, I'm taking like cold showers. And then I, I literally looked up some American girls blog on like, what do you do when you're in India? Like, how do I turn the hot water heater on and all these things? And that's literally it's like, it's what saved me shooting there. But beyond <laughs> that, there's like so much of the British occupation left over in the culture, like having tea all day and inviting the neighbors and just being truly hospitable. It's just a beautiful, beautiful culture. Wow, that's yeah, and that I have Indian food awesome. over here a lot. I mean, how's that compared to the real Indian food? Okay, so imagine if I woke you up in the morning, I'm like, you're gonna have Indian food for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dinner. <laughs> really? Okay, that's it. So I, I had my own chef at one point, and he he was like, listen, I have a surprise for you. Come down. So I go down to this little like banquet hall thing they had for me, and he made me french fries and like two dates they were the best french fries i've ever had like, right. i could tell you're super homesick and you don't you should not be eating this much indian food because it was it's just non-stop indian food so i didn't eat indian food for like a year after <laughs> <laughs> but you still I enjoyed the food 
You still yeah. Oh it's my like... god, it's so good. It's so good. they have like twenty five different kinds of mangoes. Wow. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Well, the the actor that plays your husband or um a boyfriend rather uh, yeah. complained about always having Indian food, so I thought that's kind of funny. <laughs> No, Jonathan, who plays my boyfriend, he he only shot in America. Ah. Oh. Who complained about always having Indian food, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of like coming over to America and having, like, hot dogs for every meal. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? here's, like... the, here's the funny thing. They sometimes would put ketchup in, in my food. And I'm like, what do you like? What is this ketchup thing? Like, I don't want that. And they're like, well, you're American. They thought like, <laughs> they thought we like eat ketchup with everything. Right. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. How was the how was the audition process for the film? So there were there was none. It's there was this none. Movie came, yeah, this movie came to me. Yeah, this movie came to me like here's a. Are you guys like spiritual at all or like kooky stories? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so basically, you know, like <laughs> India's made of magic, right? So uh just randomly I had been offered two other films that were being being shot in India in a, like years prior to this. And my reps never let me go because they're like, We don't know the infrastructure there. We can't have you go to India and if something happens, how can we get you? Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I didn't go. And one of those films ended up going to Cannes. And I was oh, pissed. Wow. So I was like, <laughs> Holy I was like, oh, my God, I should have gone. And uh, so now cut to I'm at Lake Shrine, which is near Malibu. And it's like this beautiful Japanese garden with a huge temple. If you've ever been out that way, you see it. You don't know, exactly know what it is. But it's gorgeous Japanese gardens that have been there since the 50s. And it's a non-denominational place where people go to basically meditate and just enjoy the gardens. So I went there with my friend. And... Uh, we were just messing around and he's like, let's go down by the Swan Lake and meditate. It's like kind of being silly, really, almost. So we went down there and I had this weird, like magical thing happen where we're meditating. I had this flash of India and I was like, oh, my God, Jordan, I, I think I want to go to India. And just being silly, he opened one of his eyes and he's like, it's already happening. And then two weeks later, out of the blue the director of this film contacted me on Facebook Messenger and said, Tamla, wow. I'm doing this movie. I contacted your reps. I have a feeling they didn't tell you about me because they turned it down. Do you know about it? And I was like, uh, what? No, I don't know about it. And he sent me the script. <laughs> wow. And the script was so beautiful that I was like, this is like meant to be weird, wacky thing. I need to do this. And you know, filming back and forth in India over two years because I have a different shooting schedule. Also, I was not going to live there for like six months. So um, I was at first when I went there, I was like, oh, my God, India's magic that has a pink sun. And then by the end of the two years, I was like, oh, India has a pink sun because of pollution. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it was really, like the really magic had worn off. Well, but really quick, your reps did not contact you. Yeah. The director what? actually had to contact you via Facebook Messenger in order Messenger. to get a cold. Holy I, smokes. Yeah. I wonder so, how often that happens. Yeah, why do, you, why do you think the reps, your reps uh, did not initially respond? Okay, so here's the fluky thing. I think because 
they already had turned down two and figured we're not uh. going to bother her third. But here's the ironic twist of the story that I forgot to tell you. We opened in Cannes. Oh. This film oh. opened in Cannes and we won a little award there, like a World Peace Award. Oh, and wow. Wow. That's like, amazing. Well, I yeah, it's like I manifested it or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is amazing. That was actually not in my notes about it being um, opening can, but that is so cool. But again, the message is so powerful. It's all about music therapy and how it helps these children with disabilities and, and proves really its effectiveness because you see at that final performance what you took as their teacher or, you know, mentor. Yeah. And, and were, was able to, to get this just talent out of these kids to perform at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the film was just amazing. Just, just what you took uh, from their initial time when they're discovering music till, uh, till the final performance at the end. It's, it was amazing. And of course, um, Tamla, you do have a musical background. So you, guessing this this was kind of almost second nature some of the aspects of the film um yes and no basically the the kids who uh are in the film go to a disability institute where music therapy is being uh, involved in their curriculum so they are ma they're master musicians they're they had to actually play like they couldn't play and then learn oh. how to play oh, yeah so I, I mean, one of the girls, she's been drumming since probably she's like two years old. And she's like, she was so incredible. They had to keep downplaying her. But her hands are like baseball mitts because she's been playing since she's a toddler. And wow. it's just like they, they create this sound that is so unique. It's just a lot of stories like that. But but the director, Rupam Sarma, had to convince Den to do the movie because he was super insecure about doing it. He didn't think he could do it. And I'm like, wow. first of all, you look like Peter Sellers. He looks like a young Peter Sellers. And I was like, you really have like a cool face. And the fact that he reenacted what went on in his life, I'm like, that's the hardest thing that you can do as an actor is to play yourself. Most people cannot do that. And he did it. And now he has so much confidence and he's like been doing plays. He wrote a novel. Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That is amazing to hear. Wow, that is really. So have any of the kids um, you became real close to or is still in contact with now? I'm in contact with everyone there. Oh, um, wow. Because it took, it took so long to for this to come. Like, we missed our Mumbai premiere this year because of COVID, which is super sad. That's why we yeah. went to streaming platform. But um, they, because I spent so much time with them, they became literally my Indian family. I had to start an entire new separate <coughs> Facebook profile page just for them because there's thousands of them. Oh, right. And, and they are so genuine. I've been invited to weddings and things like that. Just a beautiful, That's beautiful nice. culture. Of so this movie really changed your whole entire life. It really did. Um, uh, by the way, am I getting cut off? I keep muting myself because I don't know if you could hear the noise. No, no hear you. you sound great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, this movie definitely changed my entire life. I, I know that I'll probably never have an experience like, like I'll never have this experience again in my entire life, my entire career. There'll never be anything 
that means this this much important wise as far as like inclusion and diversity and helping push that message but just the experience of an actor going there over that long period of time i mean it was such a unique journey for me and i came home to america and i literally was just so grateful i mean anytime you see someone come over from india you should ask them like what's your story i mean where did you come from how did you get here because in most parts it seems impossible wow i gotta ask about this one particular scene where the one kid slapped the other kid when they were arguing i guess over the the music that was playing on the stereo system that gets set up how did that scene go down i mean (laughs) and and you gotta I'm just kind of shocked that the that the actor with this with a disability was able to take a slap like that. Can you talk to us about that particular scene? Okay, that's the scene that I was talking about where I said, "Oh no, we're just play acting." I had no idea that that was the staging. So when we first that the the scene that's in the movie is probably one of the first or second takes. They did it exactly the same like eight times. And oh wow. And, and they had trained for it over six months. They, they had prepped for it. So when it did happen, if you, if you saw the actual full take, of course, which is not in the movie, you see my reaction look, looking to the director like, oh, my God, is everything, like, is this okay? And he, everyone started laughing. They're like, no, they've been dying to do this. this oh, my scene. God. This is crazy. Yeah. Wow. That, that was quite the scene, that's for sure. <laughs> But, you know, I fell for this, uh, some of the kids in some of the scenes where there was bullying. You know, you got you to gotta feel for them. Whether scripted or not, obviously, these kids probably face this in real life, too, some of the bullying scenes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, when, we, when we opened in Cannes, there was a lot of European people there, obviously. And afterwards, people say weird things. They're like, oh, God, you're so brave to do this movie. And I'm like, pardon? Like, what does that mean? And they're like, it's so hard to watch the struggle. Like, it's not okay. Like, people don't think of what someone in a wheelchair has to do to get through the day. Is that, is, I hear something. Is that me or, hold on. It's a ghost. <laughs> Is that you, General? I don't think so. I think it's gone now, Tamla. Are you guys there? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's gone um, now. Could you okay. describe that sound you were hearing? It sounds <laughs> like somebody was playing a drum, or like it was like maybe something in the back of the truck is. Maybe it's one of the actors, and uh, you know. Um, playing it's, the drum it's, <laughs> from your film oh, yeah it's no. resonating it's or maybe resonating. you're getting another another vision now Yo, God. <clears throat> uh, yeah god that's why I, I that's why i preface it i was like are you guys kooky into spiritual things because this is such a unique experience but yeah, that's awesome um yeah so cool well Tamba, let's, let's talk a few um uh, talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you've been working on um first of all myself and chachi loved walt before mickey um, oh yes, we actually had Thomas Ian Nicholas uh, on the show when when uh, that film came out, and I saw, luckily on YouTube, uh, your reel and got to be reacquainted with your scene. That was quite the scene. Your character, Mrs. Doyle, as the um, no no nonsense teacher that 
close the desk on that young student's fingers. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Holy yeah. Smokes. So um, Thomas, ironically, is my cousin. of sorts like we are we are like you know third degree kind of thing but uh yeah so we're kind of related and then uh secondly um that's owen teague that i closed the desk on and he's in it and all those um he was in um what was that tv series about florida and the keys uh Oh my goodness. Anyway, phenomenal actor now. He's in everything. He's in both it movies. He plays the villain kid. And um I had many more scenes in that movie, but what happened in Walt before Mickey, they um they switched directors midway through. So when the second director came on, he was like, I don't really want to hang on to the other stuff that the other director shot. So let's just give the bare bones of the backstory. Yeah, but I, ha- I had a lot more scenes, but it was it's cool. I mean, I I love that scene. It was super fun to shoot and dress in those sort of old timey clothes yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and Walt just had such a cool um, story. Just you know the whole childhood and um, you know how he became just this you know iconic figure now that we know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the movie Quinn? They'll be working with Claudia Wells, who's best known for the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, so um, it's a, a movie, but it's still filming now. I'm I'm finally done with my scene, uh, my scenes. Um, it's a, a movie based about around human trafficking. A woman's daughter gets taken. It's sort of like taken, but with a female lead. Wow. And <laughs> I play. Yeah, I play the wife of the guy who's basically the ringleader. He's a family man, but he's a ringleader of the human trafficking. And I don't know, and I'm pregnant, and I figure it out. Oh. And uh, she oh, she thinks, yeah, she thinks that you know I've known all along. So she actually like pulls a gun on me while I'm pregnant. It's pretty intense. Oh my god. Yeah. And Holy to, smokes. To shoot those kind of scenes where like someone has to, it's such a. It's so unnerving because even though you know there's nothing in the chamber of the gun, after every take, like I couldn't even recognize myself. After every take, I was like, can you please check the chamber and make sure there's no bullets in there? Oh, of course. The gun is so close to my face. So I was super super scared. But that movie's still in post. It's not out yet. Well, we look forward to checking it out. You got to be careful because that happened with um, Brendan Lee. Yes. that's (laughs) Oh, God. So tragic. One of the biggest yeah. tragedies on a movie set ever exactly yeah. mm-hmm. that, for sure wow tamla do you uh do you plan on going back to music anytime like maybe um writing or recording uh, like a new album i am yeah um that was one of the things that was supposed to happen this year but you know when you record with 18 band members it's a little hard it's a little hard 18, for people wow to acquiesce to want to do it and then you know now a lot of people are recording remotely and i think what i'm going to do is just record uh a couple of singles for a new ep to to release by the end of the year if not by january just to have something new because i'm i'm due for more radio stuff i have a bunch of singles that came after my albums but uh nowadays people consume differently you know nobody needs a whole album they just download the the you know the The singles yeah Yeah. right right so yes, I'm due for new stuff, and um, 
you know, besides music, I've just been super focused on acting. I've got some directing projects coming up and Ooh, directing. Uh, yeah. Can you yeah. Talk, let's talk about some of those directing projects. Sure. Well, my background, I went to film school at Florida State. I don't know if you know any of my background or you guys even were uh, interested in talking about any of that. But I went to FSU Film School, which only accepts like 16 students from all over the world, which oh. was like the most realistic version of what it's like to be in Hollywood, because the, the state of Florida is actually your film studio. You're responsible to the state of Florida. They fund everything and thus own everything after you go there. And um, I came out early because I wanted to work with a producer here before I graduated and work with a lot of well-known Warner Brothers, like big gun producers while I was still going to school. And then uh, soon after, started my own production company and just started creating shorts. And I created a short based on my dad's life called Volare that I shot at Paramount. And while I was shooting it, I was like, I don't know why, but I think Steven Spielberg is going to be able to see this movie. Like a weird wow. thought. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. exactly what happened. And I got put on this reality show that he was doing with Bar Mark Burnett called On the Lot. And they were looking uh, for the next. Yeah. yeah, it was very short lived. Um, but I ended up having a first look deal with DreamWorks after that. And I just went on to create a number of different uh, web serials. I had one of the very first like successful YouTube um web serials called sex ed the series and that's still going strong it has like over 150 million views and just did a number of different things and content branding and stuff like that and upcoming i'm doing an asian rom-com that i can't really talk too much about but what i can talk about is um i'm doing this project with a series of other filmmakers called the anti-viral project and it basically uh a bunch of different filmmakers from all over the world are getting together and writing shorts that are, um, how can I put it? Basically they are, we're telling stories from different cultures around the world to the backdrop of the coronavirus pand pandemic. So I'm directing the story from the Lakota Sioux tribe in South Dakota, South Dakota. And I'm like super, super excited about it because I was offered the opportunity to direct and bring basically any cultural background that I wanted to tell a story about to the project. And I was like, I really want to do something with indigenous people because their stories don't get told. So uh, I'm working with a Native American writer, which we have our script and we'll be filming hopefully in the new year. Oh, cool. Aww. Yeah, I was, I was awesome. back um, last week from South Dakota for the first time and had a lot of interactions with um, Native Americans. Yeah, you'll have to tell me about that because uh, we haven't even location scouted there yet. But obviously the writer we're working with, he, he knows all the people there and the reservation and they're very protective of their community. And yeah. um, we sort of have to dummy where we'll be shooting. I don't know if we'll actually get to shoot on the reservation, but uh, super excited about it. Yeah, some great Native American food um, right outside of the um, Little Bighorn. Wow. Yeah, Custer's Last Stand was a restaurant that serves um, Native American food. It was really good. Oh, cool. Really that's good awesome. kind of, it's kind of like a pita bread they give you with your meal that's really good. You put you can put honey on it. Awesome. I'm sure you'll have a lot of great food when you go out there. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Tamala, wow, we, we, what a great interview. Thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt show. 
Yeah, can oh, you can you um, envision us all winning the lottery? Because it seems like everything you envision comes true. I know. Yeah. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say it's like you you project or you like say it to the universe and it comes back. Yeah. So. Yeah. You could be a well, motivational speaker. You guys are going to be the best podcast of next year, 2020, 2021. Yes. And uh, you're going to win some award. I mean, that, what else can happen? Wow. <laughs> We're going to take down Mark Marin. let me tell you. <laughs> Michael, Michael, it's already happening. Yes, there we go. Any, any supermodels in our future? <laughs> any supermodels? <laughs> Are over well, yes, yes. She 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 wants to think feasible, not not impossible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we could win best podcast. Right. Yeah. That's, exactly. wife, well. that's more of a possibility, right? <laughs> Sam a wow, thanks so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. Of course, you can check out One Little Finger, available to rent on Amazon. And if you could cut us a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out one little finger, uh, whatever else you want to throw in there. And then let us know you're on Below the Belt. Uh-oh, I hear some noise. Tamala? We're good? We're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. I was, we're waiting for the promo. Okay. Was, yes, whenever you're ready. This is Tamala D'Amico from One Little Finger, and you're watching Below the Belt. Nice. Since you're going to be on audio, why don't you tell us you're on um that you're on or listening since you're not on video. Oh, okay. This is Tamla D'Amico and you're listening to Below the Belt. This is Tamla D'Amico from one from one little finger. Is that what you want me to say? Yes. 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 Okay, okay. Sorry. This is Tamla D'Amico from One Little Finger and you're listening to Below the Belt. Very nice. Awesome. And are you traveling anywhere good? I'm going to Florida. Oh, look at that. Look at you. Yeah. Nice warm weather. Yes. I, I I applaud your bravery for traveling during this pandemic. Yeah, I know. My dad's not doing really well, so I, I'm like, I think it's taking precedent over Absolutely. my health. Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is your father you um, did the movie on? I'm sorry? This this the person you did the movie on? You said it's your father? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad's from Sicily, so Valare is based Valare. on my dad. Awesome. Yeah, it's him coming from um, back from World War II, coming to America. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Tamla, are we? Well, I wish him good health. We thank you so much, Tamla, for being a oh part of. Oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. You're gonna you're uh, gonna join us on video for for another interview down in 2021. How's that? Yeah, it all sounds right. good. We'll do the antiviral project. There you go. Yes. All right. Perfect. Very Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Tamla, so sorry. Amazing. With your video. Love your film. And we'll travel. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you very bye. much. Bye. 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 bye.